Well, good evening, podcast friends. You're listening to Life Talk with Marietta on the podcast channel of Reset Your Life. Once again, this is Ray Meglio, your host, sitting in for Marietta, who, by the way, will be joining us as a guest panelist tonight, along with one of our show regulars, Dr. Chris Gilbert. Noted physician, best-selling author, and radio personality. Marietta, of course, needs no introduction, except to say that her words and projects have impacted so many listeners over the years, we would need an entire hour to discuss some of her many accomplishments and and much of her influence. Welcome, ladies. Good evening, Thank Ray. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. Good evening. Uh, before we before we go any further, I want to take take this opportunity to wish both of you belated happy birthdays. Thank you. And would and would like for our listeners to do the same. Thank you so much, Ray. My pleasure. Sorry we couldn't. Sorry we couldn't combine it. If we were all together. We could have a birthday cake for you. That's very true. I think you got something it, going up your sleeve tonight. You're being very kind tonight, Ray. You know? No, 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 no. I'm just, you know. Listen, it's ladies' <laughs> night. It's ladies' okay. night. You know? Oh, that's <laughs> why we take it. We take it, right, Doctor Chris? Uh, we like kindness. You, you, guys, mm-hmm. you guys get it. You know, it's uh, and it's so apropos that tonight's topic is the art of connection, women over fifty-five, and the richness of relationships. Uh, And before we take it any further, I just want to say to all the gentlemen listeners out there, don't be so quick to tune out. I'm sure you'll find the discussion to be quite stimulating and informative, and it may even help you to understand yourselves and your relationships better. You might even learn something. And you probably never knew it before. So stay tuned. Now, without further without further ado, uh, let's get this party started, as Pink would say. Okay, so the three areas of focus tonight are going to be interpersonal bond, romance and love. I could use that one. And self-discovery. So... Let's start with Dr. Chris. I was going to ask you politely if you wanted to start, but I think I'll just take the bull by the horns and say, start. (laughs) Thank you, Ray. Well, I love the topic. Women after 55, what is special about them? Well, they have much less raging hormones, fluctuating hormones, less PMS. Um, I remember when I was... uh, younger, my hormones were all over the place, and just before I had my periods, it was, I was extremely sensitive and crying very often. After 55, no more crying. But women after 55 have more experiences to share. They have had more ups and downs in their lives, and they seem to be more humble and also they are more straightforward. Um, They have less time to waste. They know more who they are and what they want and ask for what they want in life. And a lot of them have shed the expectations of society and they have embraced their authentic selves. And that's my case. I have completely shed the expectations of society. And I'm completely 100% authentic, which you're going to see tonight. Um, and this, this self-acceptance becomes the foundation of very strong and fulfilling relationships with others. And, um, you know, because it's true that women over 55 usually are more alone. And now that the kids have left the nest. So they need more relationships. Back to you, Ray. Well, let's let's talk about that for a moment. Now, do you think that holds true for relationships, interpersonal bonds between 
uh, women and other women, women and men, uh, women and just their friends, their social friends, or women uh, and business associates. Because, you know, we've got so many women uh, who now are dominant in the workplace that the, it used to be very simple. Well, maybe it wasn't so simple, but it, it might, it, in my level of simplicity, you know, it was man, man, woman, or woman, woman, whatever it was, relationship. And now we've got relationships all across the board. Mm-hmm. And and I think that some of the things you just stated uh, were absolutely correct. And I've experienced some of that. But also, do you do you also believe or do you not believe that that can sometimes cause conflict or difficulty in these relationships? Well, to be, you mean to be direct, to be, well, I think, well, especially in the workplace, I find women uh, more direct and more um, goal-oriented and achieving more, wanting to achieve more, knowing what they want, what they expect from their employees. So to me, I find this more uh, liberating because I know exactly where we stand when there is a woman like over 55 telling me what to do or what the company is going to do for me. It's really refreshing and, and really good. I appreciate and I, that. I agree. I, would, I agree with that point. I'm talking about conflict and not necessarily with, with your employees. Uh, do you believe that uh, there is workplace jealousy? How, in, how does it impact the way, uh, you know, the stereotype uh, macho uh, individuals view these women? Does it make it harder for you to uh, to, to get past a lot of the nonsense. Marriott, you wanted to answer that question? Yes, yes. Uh, because as Ray was talking, I have a, um, an example. Uh, let's say you're in a big company. I'm changing the story just a little bit, the setting of, of the uh, big company, and everybody has a place. We're all talking to the public and uh, depending on who really is the gatekeeper at the company, uh, it's just a little younger. And when you're a little younger, you just don't have that life experience. Uh, and analyzing how that person lived, that person really um, lived more um, with, mentally than emotionally. So... Um, obviously, that person, even though they sit in a um, gatekeeping situation, they can't talk about emotional intelligence. They can't talk about feelings. Um, but then you have other women that are just a little older, like our age, and they have a treasure chest of experience in life. And I found, this is a real story, I found a, a terrible jealousy from that younger person. Right. And right. That's that, the point. I would. That's what I was yeah, getting to. That I said. I said immediately. I said, when I'm speaking to the person, that person is really uh, doing harm to me. They're doing harm to me because we have people listening. So I said, I no longer want to speak in public to that person, without really giving any 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 other explanation. But it is so true that jealousy. Look. Everybody has to pay their dues. You're only, you know, you're at the beginning of your, of, of your life. You have to earn the life experiences. And you have to be, there's one, there's a difference if you have lived the experiences, this knowledge, this wisdom, or if you just interview somebody, like an expert, interview them and just um know about the you know uh, 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 about the words you haven't lived you can't 
if it wasn't for the expert, you you couldn't even have a conversation. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying here is, it's I ex- have experienced it and it's sad, and I don't like people like that, because yeah, it, but, in, well, instead of yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please, please. Go you ahead, want me to is. go ahead? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, go please. So please. It, it, I think I I I think. Um, we find that in every company, in, 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 in all over the world. We won't be able to change that. That's just how life is. That's how people are. Yes. So everybody has to pay their dues. That's it. I, I can't change that. I just want to stay away from people like that. Yes, I have but, earned my dues. Yeah, but I think we have the option when we work in the same company, for example, we mm-hmm. have the option to remain polite with that person and not be yes. friends with that person and be friends right. with other people that are more like us. Uh, so we, we have the option. Uh, and I think it, it, would be, it would not be good to try to be friends with a person who is jealous of us. We, we just need to remain polite. And that's, that's where when we're over 50, Five, we know the wisdom of choosing, making that choice to just remain mm-hmm. polite and not try to be friends. You know, we can't. Well, you we become won't be able more. You become more. You become more politically savvy. Right. Right. It, yeah. It's really yeah. what it comes down to, because you may not always have, uh, you may not always have the luxury uh, of, if especially if the person that is jealous of you mm-hmm. happens to be your boss or mm-hmm. somebody who is competing with you for for a, you know a higher position uh, I, I've it's, worked in many corporations and it's just it, it, it becomes a nightmare you know mm-hmm. you would think that there would be uh, you know there, there would be strength in numbers because you're all fighting the same battle and instead, what it turns out is that you're fighting each other. But I, I think women have a tendency to be much more cerebral when it comes to these things. Do you agree with that? It depends which Are you woman. Asking? Oh. <laughs> it depends yeah. which woman. Yeah. There's some that are more cerebral and some that are not. I think it it varies. What do you think, Marriott? Yeah, it's just I all, all I know is I have them around me in the in the company and also in my immediate environment, and I I like to cut cut that off because they have never done anything for me, and will not continue to do anything for me, and uh, it doesn't make me feel good being around them. It doesn't. They never acknowledge anything that you do. It doesn't matter what ideas and 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 what you have done. It just doesn't matter. It's just like they really don't give a good, and that's I don't want that. I I want to I need to be with like-minded people, and I I I made it a point that's exactly what I'm going to do. So if I have to cut some people out of my life, I will do that. Yeah, and I made the same decision as you, Marriott. I do exactly the same, and that mm-hmm. is what works for me too. <laughs> yes, because otherwise it's uh, it it's hurtful. It's mm-hmm. hurtful. And it it uh, resides in my mind daily, day yeah. in day out. Yeah. You know, and and it's non and it's non-productive. non-productive. I mean, nobody wins in a in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. And actually, it could be destructive. It could be destructive. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, the the objective is whether we call it teamwork or call it something else. I mean, you know, we should all be focused on similar goals and objectives. And we could certainly understand, and and it's been proven time and time again, that working together gets us to the finish line a hell of a lot quicker and intact than trying to uh, stab each other as as we're moving forward. And this is not only true, not only true in organizations, but uh, it's true in uh, personal relationships. It's true in parent-children relationships. Uh, it's true with your friends. Yeah, that's that's very true. And uh, um, 
nobody is exempt exempt of, of these feelings uh, that they want to be the, the, the first person and everybody behind them. I had a situation like that um, several years ago. He was quite accomplished. He was a doctor, um, a psychiatrist. And it was, he was also on my radio program way, way back in 2007, 2008. And um, he couldn't take the idea that, you know, to have people to the right and to the left like, like he was a mentor. He needed to be the person, the, focus, uh, the focal point of, of everything. And um, so nobody's exempt no matter what, what education level they have. So everybody goes through that, and it's always, and I think I was like that too uh, certain times in my life. But once you start having accomplishments and you have more and more accomplishments and you live it, then you ease up and you do allow people to the right and to the left. They don't have to uh, be in back of you. So this is what I developed into over the years, but only through accomplishments, you know? So I'm very, well, I'm, very I'm, I'm glad I have that awareness. So. Yeah, and it's not, you know what, let's, let's change the direction just a little bit here. Okay. Because I was having a... I was having a conversation with uh, my attorney earlier, and he was telling me about the revolving door that that he's going through. Do do you all not think that, and again, relating it back to women over 55, there's a different work ethic. There's There's a different mentality that comes with people of this gener of our generation generation before us compared to the generations today hmm. do you think that women you think that women today who are in their 20s and 30s and 40s do you think they're going to have the same outlook that you two bring to the table when they reach that that age oh Oh, you mean other young women now? Are they going to bring the same outlook to the table when they'll be over fifty? Yeah, I mean, are they going? To, are they going to feel the same way that you feel today? Hmm. And and I'm sorry to throw that curveball, but it just it it's been running around in the back of my head, and I keep saying we we were brought up during a certain period, and and for us relationships, work, etc., had a certain value, a certain meaning. Now it seems as though uh, the, the newer groups, Gen, Gen Z and whatever, Gen X, uh, they're not as focused on that. I mean, all they want to do is play with their computers mm-hmm. and, they, and make money and go home. In fact, many of them don't even want to go to work. They don't want to have any interpersonal relationships, which surprises me because you would think at that age you would you would want to be in a social environment. But he was telling me that many of them just prefer to work from, from their homes, and this is all since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, Ray, it's okay to work from home. I'm not sure if... if um if it's okay we just had a um program on on that it's okay to work from home and to right. um uh as long as the company you know it's all you know two days uh, uh you work at home the three days then you're in your office um i think it's okay i think it's okay to do, to do that and if to, you can do have, if you can get that if you can get that mix, but what he was telling me was that they don't they don't want to ever come into the office. And what they've done is they've just installed a new computer a new computer system that basically allows him to talk to any one of his employees from wherever they are at any given at any given time. So they don't even need to be in the office. And I and I think that that's going to and again, just my opinion, that's going to have a negative effect, an impact on 
the you know the continued development of interpersonal relationships and bonds well negative or different it's going to be different right so well, it maybe, is maybe maybe it's true maybe women over 55 in like in 30 years maybe their thing will be to be on the computer all the time their best friend will be an ai and uh, they'll be right, playing right. video games all the time and they, and they'll, have they're an very av- isolated. they'll have an avatar right an avatar will keep them company here we go it's very possible who knows I well, I anyway. like the I like the idea of working from home. However, your um, your friend uh, having that computer, uh, what the people need to learn, they need to learn about a lot of things, uh, self management yeah. and so forth. And not everybody's going to master that. So, but he has a way of of um, navigating that and watching everybody and watching everybody's performance. So I like that. So <laughs> they still have to step up to the plate. What they never had to learn. Uh, right? No, I know. Believe me, he's not—he's not in mm-hmm. favor of it. But oh. he had no choice because the oh, majority, okay. the, the majority of his associates, and even those who were on partnership track, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a revolving door. Hmm. You know, they want—they want to go where they have the least inconvenience make their money, and that, that's the end of it. You know, yeah, they're but not also, interested in both. Right, but Ray, Ray, they also, the companies now are totally different. They do cater right. to personal time and so yep. forth. So they have to yep. in order to, to, um, to have good, good, good talents, in order to get yeah, the just, talents. Just to attract, in, in the attract companies. Them and maintain these people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the other anyway. thing is, you know that there is a, a, a huge, a much higher incidence of depression in young people. So, right. so that's the consequence of being more isolated, of working more from home. So what will, what will several years of that do to people's mood? Will they be more and more depressed? Will there be more, a higher and higher level of, of suicide? Don't know. That's a good question. Well, that, and, and that's an excellent point. I'm glad you, you brought that up because I think that's one of the issues that I think we're going to be faced with. Self, as we, self-motivation, as we that's right. Self-motivation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's right. Okay, so any, any final comments on interpersonal bonds and relationships before we move on to the next element? Well... I like to say Dr. that over well, over fifty over fifty five, um, what's important to me are shared experiences. Uh, when I right. bond with someone, uh, we bond over shared experiences. Nothing else. Um, that's the first step for me, and right. um, then of course. Positive interaction. The person has to be posit- positive. That's what that's that's key for me. That's just just a, a couple. Of, I have much more, but Dr. Chris wanted to um, interject. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to give a, a number because I was researching this. The number, the perc- the, this is the research. The percentage of U.S. adults who report having been diagnosed with depression at some point of their lifetime has reached no, 29% in 2023, uh, and it's nearly 10% points higher than in 2015. Uh, and the percentage of Americans who currently have or are treated for depression also has increased up to seven right. points over the same period. So it's, this, is a, this is a consequence of being more isolated and being more on social media, being more uh, uh, on their computer, video games and all this. So just wanted to, to tell you that. That's all. No, that's great. Thank you. That's Very good, important good point. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank okay, you. so now let's move on to my favorite topic, not mm-hmm. romance and love. Yes. And with with that, uh, why don't we start with you, Marietta? Romance and love. Okay, after 55, um, 
there are a few things that that, that I have learned. Um, some women I have met have never learned a darn thing in their life, and they're now 80, 85. Um, I know I have learned a lot. I also know that a person doesn't automatically love. Uh, They say the words, they go through various motions, but they really don't know love uh, till they spend a good amount of time by themselves and focus on um, helping others or reaching personal goals, having accomplishments and so forth, and really getting to know themselves and reevaluating their own uh, feelings and emotions again. Um, Being a little older now, I can really say with certainty, uh, and I have checked everything, Um, and I can really say with, with certainty that I know in the romance department precisely how I feel, how I think, who is compatible with my thinking and my feelings. And I think I would have a, a pretty good darn shot, a good shot at, at this uh, living a romance with another person, with the opposite sex. I think I would have a, a, a terrific shot at it because of the way I am today. I love myself. I can stand behind what I'm saying and I can live it. So, and Dr. Chris, we had many, many radio shows, Ray, and we started off um, where we we started asking all the all kinds of questions, who the other person really is, and and not be shy about asking questions. But the thing is, having lived by myself for for quite a few years, I got to know myself and how I tick. So. Now I, can, I, I could take a chance and, and put it out in the universe and find a partner um, who is compatible with me. Um, I would have a good chance. I really would. Whether this would, would happen in this lifetime, I don't know that. Yeah? I don't know. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, ha- I have all them, everything it takes. Well, let me ask the question a different. Let me ask the question a different way. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and and I, it's not a yes or no answer. It's just feelings about certain elements that go into mm-hmm. romance and love. For instance, okay. how do you feel? How do you feel about marriage? Do you know deep down inside, I love marriage. I love to be with with one person and have a life and 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 sharing each other. I love that. I I love it. Yes. Okay. I would have to go through a few. There are a few barricades first. If I um, executed it, I would go through a few barriers first. But uh, oh, of course, of course. Without the barriers, I would love that. Yes, yes, I would. Yes. Okay. I, I I would I'm for marriage. I I am, yeah. Uh marriage versus long-term commitment. Uh single uh, being in other words just living together? Either living together or being with one person. Uh some people are monogamous, some people are not. But some people have one person that they favor and they have good relationships and they go on for years. What 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 are your thoughts on that? Um, I I I I think I can go both ways. Uh, I more tend to being with one person. Right. Um. Um. But I could I could have two or three good friends too. But I think in reality that would be too stressful now uh, because I do have a, a very deep commitment to, to my career and I can have this, this, this um, lot of loose things where I worry about what, what are they doing when they're not with me. I can't, I can't, I can't afford that. 
So I okay. to answer you, I think I like to be with one person. That's my answer. That's my final answer. <laughs> yeah, your final, final answer. answer. And, that's, and that's a good one. That's a good one. But I'm going to, Dr. Chris, before we get to you, and, and I'm not putting you off deliberately, I just have a couple of other elements that I thought I would throw into the mix. Uh, one, uh, and back to, back to you, Marietta. Uh, okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about security in romance and love. Now, there's two types of security. There's mm-hmm. the the you know the warm and fuzzy type of security, and the then what? there's the the warm and fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy, fuzzy, yeah. like a sweater. Okay. Fuzzy, fuzzy. Okay. Or, or the financial security. Now, you being a, an accomplished professional woman, entrepreneur, uh, I would think that security, and, and, and I don't, I'm not going to put words in, my, in your mouth. Tell me what you think about security. How important is that in, your, in, in a partnership or relationship? Here's the thing. I'm giving myself the security now that I need in order to live. I certainly wouldn't want to be below that where the partner is not stable and I'm, I'm pulling the, you know, pulling the partner. Um, I'm supporting the partner. Uh, I have my own security now. Um, Right. So, and I certainly would want a partner who's also secure within himself. So that's important. Right, but you, would, you wouldn't necessarily have to rely on that person. No, absolutely because not. Because you're self-sufficient. No. I am. Yes. I am. Okay, I, yes. I'm, standing, I'm standing on my own two feet. Uh, well, good answer. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds like, uh, what, what's that uh, game show? Uh, okay, and fi- finally, the, the last the last element of the romance in love. What importance do you place on sex? Me? You're asking me now, right? <laughs> yes, I'm still with you. I oh, okay. I just want to make sure. I'm waiting. Wait a minute. I'm going to wait for, I'm gonna wait for the comes. clinical. Wait, wait. <laughs> The importance of sex, sex is very important to me. It always has been. Um, so then by choice, uh, you made a choice. And um, uh, it, is, it is that, what it, what it is for the journey, and that's fine. But um, having a man in your life and knowing exactly what you like and what you don't like, uh, that's very important to me. Um, I have never experienced living with somebody or being with somebody without the sexual component. But sex is very important to me, even now and going forward, always. I could do a whole show on that. That's interesting because the reason I I, I threw that one into the mix, and I'm sure Dr. Mm -hmm. Chris will uh, will give us a a more clinical explanation. Oh, yeah, we need clinical explanation. That's right. (laughs) We need a clinical explanation. (laughs) Yeah, Dr. Chris. And and just based on people that I have known and experienced, once once you hit a certain level, age level, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and you've gone through menopause, is it true that that desire, that, that fire that, that drives the, that, that particular component diminishes? Forget it. Forget it. Absolutely not. For, that's how it is with me. Absolutely not. The thing is, okay. uh, it, it, there is, this is an energy exchange. You can look at somebody and you can feel their energy. And uh, uh, I'm alive. I am alive. Right. It happens to people that are not alive for whatever reason. They give, have given up on life or they talk themselves out of whatever. I'm alive. That's the difference. That is the difference between me 
uh, uh, compared to other women. I'm alive. But does that, that does that is that because of you your your own personality, or is it because you've achieved and attained so many of the life goals that you set for yourself? No, 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 no. You're not distracted. Uh, no, um, uh, you either have, this is just my own opinion, you either have a sex drive or you don't. That's just the way or it you is, don't. whether you're okay. young or you're older. That's it. That's, I, that's, I, I like that's the, my personal I like the opinion. answer. I'm not arguing with the answer. I'm just trying to yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 you're, 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 yeah, that's right. You're examining here, doctor. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, you know. No, 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 it, 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 that's just how I am. And this, you either have a sex drive, and once you get to know yourself over the course of a lifetime and you have different partners, it, 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 it is either brought out more or it's not. And it, with me, it was brought out more. Yeah? So, and of course, then you, is this really who I am? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What? Okay, good. Now, Dr. Chris, I know, I, know that, I know you've been anxiously awaiting. This is very interesting. Well, I want to throw some numbers in. I want to jump in with you. Oh, here we go. There comes that clinical. <laughs> here you go. Uh, about women. So half of women in their 50s continue to have intercourse. But in their 70s, only 27% of women are doing it. Uh, now, I want to throw numbers in uh, for men of uh, possibility of having an erection. Uh, around the age of 40, by the age of 40 years old, do you know what percentage of men have erectile problems? Yeah, it's about 40 or 50%. 40%. So by the age of 40, it's 40%. By the age of 50, it's about 50% of men have problems with having erections. At 60, it's about 60%. At 70, it's about a little bit less than 70%. So those are the numbers. <laughs> um, wow. Why is that, Dr. Chris? Why, why is there such a problem? What, what's wrong? Oh, for men or for women? For men, for, for, the men, for men, because men tend to have more problems with their arteries. They tend to, they they will have more right. high cholesterol, more obesity, more high blood pressure, and that is going to uh, obstruct a little artery, the penile artery, which brings blood to the penis. And that artery is very very small. It's only like one millimeter, one to two millimeters diameter. So if there is some uh, um, clots, or if there is some deposits of cholesterol in yeah, there. Yeah, like a plaque. Yeah, some plaque. So less blood is going to get there, and uh, there will be less of possibility of erection. There will be, there could be also a decrease. When people get more obese, there could be a decrease in testosterone hormone. So that's why people need to check their level of free testosterone. And if it's low, they can supplement it with uh, testosterone hormone. I mean, there's a lot of things to do for this, but they, people need to be evaluated. I just had a continuing medical education on that, which, is, which I have on a regular basis, and I still continue learning things. What, what I learned um, is, uh, which I actually did not know, is that for erectile disorder, a, a, a perfect way to treat it is a penile implant. And very few men accept to have a penile implant, but the ones that do are very happy. They have wonderful erections and wonderful ejaculations, and that solves all their problems. So anyways, this is something that nobody talks about, so I'm, it's because you're on the topic of sex. I'm telling you all that, but we can change topics. Well, no, that's good. That's what we want to hear because I'm sure many of the men who were going to leave the show now are hanging in because they want to know. Yeah. They're saying uh, the, the statistics are uh, after uh, – 
penile implants, um, 90% of men are very happy and their partners, but 99, close to 100% of their partners are very happy. So and it's something that people don't know. Men are going to stay with erectile disorder, ED problems for the rest of their life and, and not having intercourse with their wife. Uh, because they're ashamed or they're shy, they will not talk about that problem with their physicians, when it's very easily uh, solvable. I have a question. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Marietta. It it just came came to mind. I don't know if it has anything to do with it. But um, you know how um, a 70-year-old or 60-year-old, an older man, really looks for a younger woman. So... Mm -hmm. um, Ah, uh, does it have anything to do? Because first of all, um, a man could pl- blame the woman that that she is too too fat or she's too old. So, um, will a man, a seventy-year-old man, have the same problem with a, let's say, a twenty-year-old, a twenty-five-year-old, thirty-year-old? Well, you know, the difficulty, I'll answer that one from a male perspective. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, I'm not gonna, not and I'm not going to give it any clinical definition. I'm just going to say that uh, uh, it may be great initially, and it might be infatuating, and and certainly a shot to his, his ego, but the mm-hmm. reality is, can he really keep up with other? If you're not Mick Jagger, okay, can, can you really keep up with a, a 25 or a 30 year old? And and personally, I don't think you can. Yeah, can you do it uh, twice a day, three times a day? You're going three, to be exhausted. Two or three? Yeah, are you kidding? That, that's <laughs> nothing. They want to go all day long. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, either- unless you. I, Unless you want to live, you know, unless you want to live on Viagra, mm-hmm. I mean, it's virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. Because either you have that problem as a 70-year-old, an erection problem, period, no matter if if a same-aged wife is there or girlfriend um, or a 20-year-old. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. That's right. And, and, and I think... A, a woman closer to your own age, and, and when I say, you know, give it a range, maybe 15, mm-hmm. 15 years, mm-hmm. you know, t- would tend to be more understanding, number one. And two, the male has to understand that there are other ways to satisfy a woman. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always have to be intercourse. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's true that that's the difference also because when people are younger, it's it's all about sex and that's it. And when we get older, like we're talking after 55, there is other I means there is being intimate, there's touching each other, there's uh, uh, romance, offering flowers, there's speaking romantically, there, the the romantic touch. Uh, it doesn't have to be intercourse by itself. So th- there is a lot of things that can make a couple closer to each other. It doesn't have to be through penetration, ejaculation, always at at this at that time. No, and that that and to, in my opinion, that that that's why we we have this particular section, romance and love. Because if you truly love someone you will figure out a way to keep that person alive and happy. And you know what? Intimacy comes in and that really shows if, if the two people are capable of intimacy when, yep. when yep. it's not actually the sex act, the penetration, but the intimacy level with the touch and everything. Yeah, and I, I mean, bet you, you know, so a lot of people have problems with that. A lot of people. Well, that's right, and, and you know, and, mm-hmm. and and intimacy, I think, really starts in the mind. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have to like the way the person thinks. 
I don't have to always agree with him, but I have to admire him. What 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 you know the way he thinks and what he, the way he acts and what he does for other people, and he has great respect for other people. There there everything comes everything comes together. Then it has to be right. in order. It, it just there's so much I can I can write pieces of paper on all of this. So the intimacy, I, but that's very very interesting point. Because you're being tested at that point. If you're no That's longer right. Tarzan and Jane, or you have a Jane, but the Tarzan doesn't, you know, doesn't quite, yeah, doesn't, exactly, doesn't work. Exactly. Your intimacy is challenged. Your intimacy is, is that's it. You, so, you know? Right. It's yeah, like I, you call, yeah. you, you go ahead. Dr. Chris, yeah, I think that's when we when we were younger, or when I was younger, it was all about sex and the the, the physical mm-hmm. appearance and sex. Now right. it's it's more about mutual respect, shared interests, genuine companionship, sensuality, deeper expression of love. It's it's so much richer, and uh, so it's very different for me. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it, it, it's what brings two people together for the long haul. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, and also that the person wants to be with you and can't wait right. can't wait to see you and and uh not that the person is a leech or a codependent but um no. just that they want but, to be with you and that they like you and they can smell they, you. They light up. You know, they, they light up when they they light up when they right. see you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I think I think, I think that. that's yeah. That that's that's critical, uh, Doctor Chris. Is there anything else you would like to add to this romance and love before we move on to the final component? Well, I want to talk about a show. I don't know if you guys know the the Bachelor. Uh, I yeah. watched the Bachelor. Yeah. So there was the the difference between the Bachelor and the Golden Bachelor, yes. and it was fantastic yes. to see the difference because the, in the the Bachelor the the women are all young and fighting each other, and in the Golden Bachelor the women were all in their sixties and they were all they all became friends with each other, very supportive of each other, and at the end uh, they the 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 Golden Bachelor chose one, and three months later they're married they were married mm-hmm. because they knew exactly who they were they knew exactly what they wanted whereas the uh with the regular bachelor the young bachelor you know they break up they get back together and then they break up again they don't know what they want the, the, it's very different that's what i wanted to say so do you no, think that true. you think that marriage then is is an important element of women over 55 well, I think that women over 55 are more monogamous uh, and right. they know exactly what they want. And if they find the person that, that you know, their dream person, they will, yeah, because life is short. They, they don't have any time to spare. This is what was happening in the Golden Bachelor. This is what they said. And uh, then marriage, then they got married and they, they, they are appreciating uh, every, you can see they're appreciating every single moment together. But again, they were both widows, widow and widowers. So they were really appreciating what they had found in each other, the depth. And uh, they had no question. They just got married and they are still, I think, very happy because they knew. They knew what they wanted. They knew, and they knew themselves. That's your transition to the third part. They knew themselves really well. They knew what, who they were and what they needed. Right, and the um, the bachelor, uh, he's seventy six, and I think she was late sixties, early seventies. And yeah, he was uh, seventy one. He uh, he was seventy one. He turned seventy two. So he was seventy one, and she was yeah oh, seventy one okay. also. She, they're, yeah, they're about the same age. Seventy seventy one and seventy two, I think now. Yeah. I watched it, and Ray, you know, no no wonder I said, you know what, I should start getting out of my rut and start making friends. I think that's where it started. I said, why, why the hell not, I said to myself. You know, no, I think that's where it started. Absolutely. That's where it started. You know? Yeah, and, and, you know, certainly you would be more of a catch than most of the people who go on these reality shows. Absolutely. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and I've, 
and I've seen these reality shows, and I even had one of them uh, on my radio program and um, had him here for a week and, and everybody. So the Life Talk crew knows about it. That was before your time, Ray. And uh, I said, how can this 24-year-old know all of this? It took me all my life to know this, you know? And he was dating somebody from Connecticut. And uh, I saw him on television, and I called him up, and I said, I'd like to talk to you. And he did come to New York. He came to Connecticut. He stayed a whole week, and we did um, not only radio programs, but also uh, some marketing journeys. It was Christmas time, so we were, I included him in my, uh, my uh, work with, um, uh, with so, uh, certain organ, the, uh, the, with the soldiers. I do that every yeah. year. I go to certain right. organizations and, and, you know, uh, give them, give talks or whatever, or whatever. Like That's this right. year we had... Right. We had, um, you know, the cl- clothing on a smaller style. But no, I tell you, I, uh, you know. Um, okay. Well, listen, okay. I, I, don't want, I don't want to interrupt that, but the time mm-hmm. is running short. Yeah. And we still want to talk about self-discovery. Yep. So, uh, Dr. Chris? Yeah. I think that... At the beginning, well, when we when we were in our 20s, we're very influenced by our upbringing, by our parents. Our parents told us what to do, who we were, what to expect, and what to want. But I think after experiencing ups and downs in life, after trying, and that's my own experience, after doing what my parents wanted me to do, I said, well, no, that's not me. So I did my own experiences, discovered who I really was, who I wanted, who I didn't like, what I didn't like, what I wanted. And uh, I think a lot of women after 55 have done their, they are on their road to discover who they really are, and that changes a lot of things. What they thought they were is might not be um, who they are really. And as they discover more who they are, they get very often with friends who are more authentic also. And once you start on that road, it's something that it's it's a road that is very hard to quit or to go. It's very hard to go on an other road because then you get that road of authenticity is so exhilarating. Um, that's the one I've been on. And uh, knowing yourself is just so wonderful because everybody's different. It's fascinating to find out what the difference is between you and other people or what the difference is between me and other women and uh, get friends with other women that know themselves really well. And comparing notes, honestly, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's what makes you want to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it, there's a passion that drives all of us. Some of us have it, some of us don't. Yes. Or some of us are still looking for it. But uh, but obviously, uh, you know, you, both of you accomplished women I uh, have discovered what those passions are. Marietta, let, Dr. Chris, is there anything else you wanted to add? Oh, I do, no, yes. Go I ahead. do. The upbringing, the upbringing dictates our direction and our choices, till We take off that dress right. or that suit, yeah, over time. Yeah. And um, we start off with uh, the getting close to a person through sex, and through looks. And I want to really emphasize that some people just go by that all their life. And they're in their 70s and 80s and 90s. They will never get away from just sex and looks because you remember what it's like, the sex you had, and the looks. And that's all. They, they couldn't even carry on intimacy. They, they don't want to know anything about that. So the sex and when you close your eyes and you really remember what it felt like when you were young and you were you were having sex and lust and whatever uh, and you were into the looks um if you you have that inside of you and all of a sudden you have to relate to a 70 year old or 75 year old and well things are different 
well, how is this all going to work? I have to do a switch in the head, you know? So, but all I want, I want to say is a lot of people are stuck with the sex, sex and the looks. Yeah, they, so you know, even, it's, it's, like, it's like the stunted growth. You know, they've never gotten out of the, those teenage years mm-hmm. and mentally and trying to have a conversation, even trying to have a conversation with them is like pulling teeth. I mean, it can be so, for, for, the, for a very long time, I used to go on some of these dating sites. And I have to tell you, uh, I always tried to stay within, you know, within my age range. And it was very painful to be with people who couldn't carry on a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, they're limited in scope, that their focus was very narrow, and they never quite matured to that level. Yeah, it's interesting. I went into uh, a lot of dating sites also. That's where I found my husband. And uh, I, I have the same experience. It's it's very interesting. Too. There are people that you can have, with whom you can have conversations, very interesting conversations, very deep conversations, and other people with whom you can't. You're right. And, and you know, and if, at the end of the day, uh, as, we, as we all agreed, you get to a point in your life where, yes, sex is important, but it's not the only thing. Right. And if that's all that keeps two people together, uh, then they will have a very shallow relationship. And, and the odds of that relationship uh, getting through the long haul is, is going to be very difficult. It's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Right. But they will is discover that. that. <laughs> they will well, discover that with the years. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, and, last, yeah. last, last, any, any final thoughts, Dr. Chris? Well, I'm saying they will discover that with the years, and then afterwards, uh, when they are looking, when they are a little older, when they are looking for a, a new partner, uh, then they will be, they will know, they will have learned their lesson, and they will know that uh, it can be really great to be very authentic and very deep, and they could be very rewarding. But you've got to try it. The thing is, you've got to try it to know. Um, how rewarding it is. And I, I would encourage people to be as authentic as possible, to try that road and see what happens. Okay, Marietta, final, final comment. The art of connection, women over 55. I will continue to educate and bring awareness to people, men and, and, and women, because I, I want to do that. Uh, and I want to continue to learn. And also, when we do get a little older and we have the luck to find a partner that could uh, we could connect with and share our deep thoughts and emotion with and uh, feel very deeply. Not everybody, everybody has different levels of how they feel. So you can only go a certain distance with them. But overall... Um, I can't wait what else I can learn. And, you know, if it's not with a partner, it will be with other like-minded individual that, individuals. That's okay. But as long as you can share love, love is love. Whether you share it with friends uh, or with four-legged friends, love is love. And it's just nice to love. It, it's, it's a necessity to love. And to, and tell to love yourself, that, too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, And yourself. Yourself, yes. and that, and that's part of the self-discovery. You really need yes. to understand who you are, and if you don't understand who you are, it's very difficult, I think, mm-hmm. yes. to, to to find someone else that you can share your life with. That's right. Right. That's right. But we also have to have the courage. I'm saying this. Um, so I'm saying I have to have the courage 
um, you know, to reach out because unless you you reach out, I tell myself, well, then, you know, nothing will happen. I got to reach out, you know. So, um, but little steps at a time. I do big steps and, and, in and other ways, it. but little steps, little steps. You know, I don't want any 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 um, any anxiety over this because I'm not desperate. You know. But, no, um, and and nor nor should you feel that way. And you know, let's face it, a, a cliche: Rome wasn't built in a day. That's right. You know, but it, then it you. Takes, that, but you only have a certain time left. You think about that uh, from time to time, you know. But that's all, all right. As long as you have more and more like-minded people in the circle, uh, that will make me very happy, you know. And, Perfect. Um, Perfect. I really uh, appreciate you hosting tonight. I appreciate Dr. Chris uh, for being with us and, and for six years, for a long time. Dr. Kristen, yeah, you're you're a champion. You really are. You know, <laughs> thank you. You really and are, and we appreciate you, Marriott. Thank you so much for being there. We always appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, Ray. Thank you. You were great. It, a great navigator it my, here. <laughs> it was my pleasure, and uh, you um, two certainly bring bring some stimulating conversation to the equation. Okay. Never a dull, well, never a dull moment never with dull. the two of you. That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ritter. Thanks, guys. Dr. Good night to our listeners. Good Thank night, you. everybody. Yes. Good night. Good night.